online and on your mobile. From the UK to the world, this is Diverse FM. Hello. You might have already known this, but I spent my first year、uh, in the UK in Wales.、Uh, so I started in Cardiff University and graduated there、um, back in 2020. It is a beautiful place, I have to say, and、I、enjoyed really different languages and culture and all those kindness from Welsh people. Many people saying studying in the UK, then you must be learning something from England, or you're studying in London. I said I had different experiences because Wales is such a beautiful place, and many other overseas students. Um, didn't got time to explore, so I kind of feel lucky that spending time there. An interesting fact: I still keep my、um, Tesco shopping bag bought in Cardiff and used it here in London. The bag features a Welsh flag, and I'm like really feeling good about it, using it every single time when I go for shopping. And you may also heard、um, there are more and more people actually calling for independence of Wales as a country rather than being part of the United Kingdom, the UK.、Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Welsh independence. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Robin and Friends, a weekly podcast featuring stories, ideas, and opinions from around the world. I'm Robin of Robin and Friends. You're always welcome to get in touch and share your view on Welsh independence. If you wish to talk about that, or generally the independence of any other parts of the UK, really, we talk a lot about、um, the kind of feeling of being kind of raising up after the、um, Brexit, after Brexit deals.、Uh, briefly, we touched about this about Scottish independence with one of my friends, Caitlin, in previous episodes,、um, discussing what's going to happen next in the、um, in the post-Brexit deal time. So if you want to share with me about your views on this one, do feel free to get in touch. You can find us on social media at Debbie7 on there on Twitter and at Debbie7 on Weibo. Email me Debbie7 at foxmail.com and visit homepage Debbie7.weibo, which is W E E B L Y. Robin and friends. In this episode, I'm joined by one of my best friends, actually, from my、uh, postgraduate course. It's、uh, Barney Loyalwood, and he describes himself as Welsh internationalist. Hello, Barney. Hi there, Robin. Thank you for for having me. Yes, a Welsh internationalist. <laughs> I, I love the title, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why I decided to have you on this、uh, on this podcast. Tell me more about that, because I know you joined Yes Cymru, which is a campaign about Welsh independence. Yeah. So I mean, first of all, the the Welsh internationalist title. I I'm, I'm afraid to say I didn't think of it myself. That was、um, adopted by a. A magazine that I, I wrote for a couple of months ago, Planet Magazine.、Um, now, their sort of basic definition of that is, is something I sort of get behind, where it's a kind of a, a passion for all, all things Wales. You know, in terms of、uh, identity and, and celebrating Welsh culture and and、uh, and all sort of aspects that come with that, but kind of acknowledging that it's、um, you know, there's a, a big wide world out there. There's a lot of、uh, Lot of interesting things that we can take from from all cultures. I mean, we we met in a in the context of you know people from China, India, America, Brazil, you know, on our course, and and I think it's showing that there's a lot、uh, to offer in Wales and and from Wales, but also acknowledging there's you know great things from from all countries of the world.、Um, just in terms of、uh, you know the the Welsh independence, as you say, that that's something which. Certainly, in the last sort of four years, has gone from something that that was, you know, only only a handful of people that were really sort of interested in that, to,、um, you know, a good chunk of of 
people saying they would actually vote for for independence or at the very least they're they're open to the idea and i think there's definitely a change of mindset where that's not seen as this this crazy idea that's only sort of supported by a, a handful of people and, and those people are are shut off from the rest it's it's wales and nothing else um which is why i really like that that, that idea of, of the welsh internationalist because it's somebody who who actually believes in wales and, and celebrates wales but kind of wants to do it in the context of of um you know cooperation of, of sort of dealing with with other countries and, and celebrating other countries and, and not being shut off from them Mm. And I'm actually reading um, some of the introduction on the Wikipedia page, and I'm reading a, um, a kind of a graphic. Graphic. I'm talking about the number of people, the percentage of people, uh, in different uh, kind of in. Uh, I presume it's a survey, so mainly from um, ES Cymru and Cardiff University, ITV Wales. Um, talking mm. about how they vote if there is a independent referendum. Before 2015, there are over seventy percent uh, of people saying no, but now in twenty twenty, then that percentage dropped to around fifty five percent, which means there are around 20, between twenty to twenty five percent of people are gonna say yes if there is a uh, Welsh independence referendum. I guess that's kind of like what you mentioned about uh, growing, especially after the, the 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 kind of decision made of Brexit, isn't it? Yes. Um, so, I mean, the, the the first thing I'll I'll pick up on is, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's there's a, a massive change in terms of of uh, you know voter sentiment. I think I saw something today that was something like 34% said uh, you know they would vote vote yes if there was a, an independence referendum. But I think actually something that was even more interesting there there was there was 22% of that that said they're sort of not sure on on the fence. Now that tells me that there's over half the country that are either yes you know they definitely would vote or they're open to the the idea and i think um you know i was definitely in that bracket where i sort of liked some aspect i i i kind of went from um really having no confidence in in welsh independence um to sort of thinking well i like some aspects of it but i'm, I'm not it doesn't convince me to to where i am today where i, I personally believe that's um something i would like to see from a well, all sorts of of, uh, of things, whether it's a, an identity thing, or whether it's an economical thing, or whether it's um, you know a socio-political thing. Brexit um, is a bit of a, a funny one with Wales um, because, on one hand, the the independence movement seems to be similar themes uh, to Brexit. You know, this this idea that um, you know they're feeling left behind, that they're um, you know whether it's the EU or the UK, they're not being looked after, um, and they're sort of getting the the wrong end of the deal. But but in many other ways, it's it's very different. Um, the big one being yes, Cymru, who you've already mentioned. You know they're a they're a grassroots campaign rather than a, a political party, and they've not made any kind of promises that they can't keep. You know they've they've got sort of. Um, ideas and, and they've got obviously their reasonings why why they sort of go in for independence in the first place but it's not this kind of um the sort of brexit movement where, where however you voted on 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 that i think what what people thought they were getting from that versus what they got is very different whereas i think with with yes Cymru so far the thing that sort of um pulled me in as as they've they've kind of acknowledged that it's not like if Wales voted for independence, everything would sort of go from 
um, you know, the sort of situation now to being really quite fantastic and, and everybody would be thriving in Wales and all the problems they've got would go away. They kind of acknowledge that there would, you know, there are a lot of problems in Wales. Um, you know, it's one of the the poorest countries in, in, in many ways in, in Europe, but it's, I think it's about thinking, well, look, if there are these problems, surely we should at, at the very least have a kind of a say in how we make our our decisions and how we actually go forward and how we try and fix them rather than you know the, the, we'll get into this in a, in a little bit i'm sure but i think the the main sticking point at the moment is the westminster government so in this case boris johnson's tory government making decisions for the uk uh, and wales basically being told what, what is sort of happening so i think especially over the last few years um and brexit's a you know, a big example of that. I think people are, are, are sort of thinking, well, this doesn't doesn't really work for me anymore. I'm thinking about the experiences I had back in Wales, and I find it quite interesting because whenever there is a um, before the pandemic, whenever there is something like a like a certain policy, the Northern Ireland will have a its own version, and Scotland usually has its own own version of this such policy into a certain issue. But if we're talking about the rest part of the UK, it turns out in many cases, England and Wales are sharing a same set of policy in many cases. But they do have different, I mean, in terms of Wales, it does have different um, strategies in COVID-19 pandemic reactions, which is something I am quite interested in. But before that, I can hardly see the differences in terms of politics between England and Wales. That might be me as a personal issue that my problem because i'm only in this country for a very short period of time but i just feel like there's much less kind of differences in terms of politics in terms of policies uh between wales and and, and england and then compare with what happens between scotland and england yeah yeah no no completely look I, i'm not you know an economist i'm not sort of an expert so it might be that that i personally didn't necessarily notice too much of a difference whereas i'm sure there's people who might listen to this and think well you know, in the job I do, or, or whatever it is that actually I've I've noticed mm. the difference for quite a while. But do you know what? I think for a lot of people, um, yeah, as you said, COVID nineteen probably was the first time that, uh, and there's probably you know there's there's definitely a correlation there between that sort of you know the voter sentiment in Wales on the rise for independence, um, going alongside what's happened with COVID nineteen, where where the Welsh government has actually had different you know basic guidelines and laws to to england and scotland and northern ireland um and this was also followed by sort of mark drakeford saying in the, well definitely in the early part of of lockdown sort of saying look i i don't know what's happening I, you know boris johnson hasn't spoken to to myself and, and nicola sturgeon to sort of pass on you know the memo and sort of uh, give updates so the sort of i think to be honest even even the the welsh government who who are not on the face of it an independence movement are, are actually quite fed up of of the situation where you know they they have this devolved government where they can make um you know rule changes for wales but quite often that is easier said than done um mm. so what will happen is you know there'll be a situation where uh, for example, the Westminster government will will make large scale changes because they have the the MPs to do so, and Wales is a small country, um, and it will never really have the sort of fighting power to to put up much of a fight there. Which I think is where a lot of the um, the change of mindset has actually come from, where people are sort of thinking, well, well, hang on, these decisions are made 
uh, not by us, but they are made for us. But actually, we've got all the resources here. We have our own, you know, the Senate. We have a first minister. We have we we pretty much are set up to you know ready to go. So what? Why is there? You know, why are we still sort of talking about this this independence as as something that we just couldn't do? Mm. Um, whereas we're showing, we, we, we you know, well, a lot of people thinking, well, we're showing we pretty much can do it. Mm, I, I, I think pretty much that's the um, that's the kind of feeling I had uh, when I um, started working in media, because we do cover all the press conferences from Downing Street. In many cases, when Boris Johnson announced something like a lockdown, we have to mm. put things. Very much clear in the social media we did, and also the program we did, saying, "Oh, this applies to England." But it's quite, in person, I would say it's quite. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? When the the government, supposed to be the government of a whole country, pushing up a policy, but only applies to a certain part of the country, it feels like he only leads the England. That's the kind of feeling I had. Uh, on the other hand, as you mentioned, whenever there's a certain policy that has to be pushed to a cross country, then it's not actually made for Wales. It's like it does not take Wales, especially the differences between South and North Wales. They got differences between that and taking that into account. I guess that's kind of one reason, one big reason why this camera has been growing like bigger and bigger in the recent years. It's a, it's a mindset thing, Robin. I think, you know, I I almost kind of I I, I sort of give people a pass you know I certainly at least I did in the early part of lockdown um, where they would sort of say well you know this this law for the as you said for the UK and before you know it people would be quite quick to sort of say well well hang on this this actually is misleading you're you're talking about England here you know I've had it where if I've, if I've gone on holiday over the years and someone says where are you from and you sort of say you know the UK or Wales you have to kind of go oh, England because you know people in I don't know <laughs> Wherever, just don't don't know where you mean because it's a it's a it is a small country, Wales. So I can, like I say, on one hand, I sort of thought, well, okay, I can see why people say the UK when they just mean England. But then on the other hand, you know, it's, there's almost three million people in 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 Wales. So it's not kind of like we're talking about a handful of people or we've just missed a, a small village or something. There's there's obviously compared to England, it's you know, it's a very small country. So, um, but at the same time, I think it's quite dangerous, especially in in a pandemic where you know we've never had anything like this before nobody really kind of has a point of reference so you kind of rely on the government for obviously constant updates or, or at the very least um, rolling updates but but you want them to be accurate and as accurate as they can even if you are breaking it down into the most you know baby steps in England you can do this in Wales you can do this um, you know, a lot of people might think, okay, well, that's just, you know, that's just sort of adding detail for the sake of it. But I think then when you see these stories about sort of in the summer, people, you know, driving hundreds of miles from wherever they lived in England to come and see the beaches in Wales and genuinely didn't know they were doing anything wrong. Um, I think that's, that's when uh, you think, well, actually, for the sake of a couple of seconds of your time in the media just saying oh this you know this is sort of what it means in wales this is what it means in england can really save a lot of grief for, for all sorts of people who are, who are very reliant on the media and also in terms of the um the party policy party politics in wales they have i guess there's quite really different pictures there um we have parties like play Cymru, which is like the one of the main parties in wales and speaking for Welsh people, I, I, because that's how the names suggest, I could say. And um, there's a Welsh Nation Party. Also, they support Welsh independence. 
Um, and as I mentioned, I, we will talk a lot about this this Cymru campaign just now. I guess this kind of the changes in the um, the climate of uh, politics will bring something to the um, to the table. I'm not sure if there will be an independence uh, referendum very soon, but I guess that's kind of unavoidable in the future. Yeah, I think just just firstly, um, I, I think what. <laughs> Probably the key theme of, of, of certainly for for, for my uh, my experience with with sort of independence is a change of mindset and, and change in what you think is normal. So for me, I um, I've always I say always I've obviously not been able to vote that long, so I've not seen too many elections. But but well, having said that, I suppose over the recent years, <laughs> the sort of Boris Johnson and Theresa May have both called sort of quite impromptu elections. So you know I've had a good chance to vote, and I've always voted Labour. Now I've done that because my mindset has been well what is the best thing for the uk so i you know I, I really sort of warmed to jeremy corbyn when i was younger i thought that was sort of politics i could sort of get behind and was very in line with with my own views um and i i never actually considered plaid cymru um and the reason being is because i thought well i quite like the look of them you know you look at the manifestos and you think well yeah this this all this all sounds pretty good but okay. i'm not going to vote i'm not going to vote for them because I don't think they'll get the seats they need. I don't think they're um, strong enough. You know, sort of a, yeah, a big enough voice. But now I sort of the the more I sort of change my own perspective on it, and I think, well, actually, I, if I'm thinking, well, what's best for for Wales, the country I live in, and I'm you know I'm from and I've lived all my life in pretty much, um, then you could do a lot worse than voting for Plaid Cymru, and probably something that I would actually consider in in the future. Again, mm. I'd have to. To look at that closer to the, the time, but put it this way, I've, I've certainly not not ruled it out when there's been a good few elections where I've just thought, well, I like them, but I can't uh, I can't really get behind them like that. Mm, but it's, it's it's obviously a tricky thing to talk about the um the party um you or anyone else voting for because uh, I I'm not really a big fan of party politics to be honest because coming from a country where party politics is really in different different perspective with different uh, different yeah, forms but just saying about this because I, I i'm still quite interested in this one about how you feel about independence because that's kind of the topic that scottish people are talking uh, are talking about a lot i guess probably welsh people do talk about it but scottish people have a louder voice on the international form or on the social media we constantly talk about scottish uh, independence on social media Absolutely. on the radio station and recently they have been a, um, a kind of power change within the uh, Scottish Labour Party, I suppose, and there are kind of questions throwing all around whether you would like to bring in Scottish referendum again, uh, independence votes again, um, in some turn. But I guess for Wales, for Wales, it's kind of like not on the priority, not on the top of the priority list for politicians, because I haven't seen like a much larger like voices or kind of a campaign on uh, social media or on media makes me feel like it is a thing but it's not that a big thing is that kind of wrong feeling for, i guess it's wrong for me to say that but it's probably how i feel about this at the moment yeah 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 so so to be honest with you there's a, there's a couple of sort of layers to this and, and, and some of this is is from what i've seen and some of this is sort of my own opinion but mm. my thinking is in the case of scotland you've got uh something there that's sort of they know they can have a, a referendum first of all because they've had one and because they even though they opted to stay in the united kingdom this was only quite a, a narrow um referendum in, on in that sense um you've got obviously the snp who are very prominent 
uh, up in Scotland. They are, you know, the the banging the drum for independence, and also they've got a bit of a leg to stand up on because they, you know, Scotland voted to stay in the EU. So coming back to this this argument about Brexit, this was something where that actually put me off. Uh, yes, Camry for uh, for for quite a while actually because my my take on it was they were sort of coming from the position of well. You know, there's this chaos of Brexit, and and nobody knows what's going on. Wales should be able to to have their own say. And my thought was, well, well, well hang on, well, Wales has actually voted to leave. You know, the EU. I didn't personally, but it's it's one of those where I think we need to kind of manage expectations here. We need to have a bit of perspective and think. Well, actually, we're not we're not separate from this. Um, but Scotland have had much more of a run up. They have the I don't want to say the moral high ground because that's a completely different thing, but they can say, well, well, hang on, we we didn't vote for Brexit, so why are we getting thrown into this sort of thing? So I, 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 I'd have to check the most up-to-date polls, but I, I would imagine from what I've seen, it's about 51% at the moment in Scotland are saying that they would vote for, for independence. And I think actually that referendum will, will happen, that second referendum will happen a lot sooner than the... Uh, the Welsh one, if there is one, um, and then just just coming back to to Wales really quickly. I mean, yes, Camry are, are fantastic. I think they do a lot of a lot of great things, and and I really like their approach of sort of honest and and you know passionate, but but not sort of promising anything that they they can't deliver. But they're not a political party, you know. But Plaid Camry are the the sort of party in Wales that that vouches for independence. Um, but it's one of those things where we can't really talk about having a, a sort of an independence referendum in Wales without you know putting in people in the Senate who are actually at least open for the discussion you know mm. at, at the moment it's something where with the again I, I, I don't sort of know each person in, in the Senate sentiment but but I would say it's it's one of those things where that it's not something that's being talked about every day in 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 Welsh politics by um, you know, members of parliament. It's it's something that people talk about, and I, I see quite a lot of on Twitter, where people are starting to think this is a good idea, um, which is great. But as somebody who's lost every election or referendum in terms of the way I voted, um, I, I know that it's it's sometimes quite dangerous to to just look in your your bubble, you know, and, and just look at how people around you are talking. Um, that's one of those things, and, and I know you're you're quite good for sort of looking at, at all angles. I, I've had elections where I've looked at the Twitter and thought, God, there's there's no way, you know, whoever I'm voting for, there's no way we're going to lose because everybody is is thinking the same thing as me. But then, you know, that's not actually how countries work. Um, I think Wales is actually, and not not to not to go on too much, but I, mm. I think there's definitely something in Wales where we're quite. As a nation, I think we're, we've almost been quite sort of self-deprecating. You know, there's 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 not always been that kind of belief. Maybe maybe that's unfair, but it feels more like the Scottish are more sort of, you know, banging the drum for independence. Where whereas we've at the moment, it feels like there's a lot of people who like the idea, but you know, they like it kind of as an idea. They don't necessarily like it enough to go and vote for it. If you if you see what I mean. Yeah, I was just going to follow that question. Um, so, because we we saw um, 
kind of really violent things happening in Northern Ireland uh, back in the nineties and even earlier, and all these things are happening around. Uh, so far, for the Scottish independence, we haven't seen any kind of uh, I would say um, violent things so far. Uh, I I really wouldn't want to see that happen in the future for the independence. Um, but it seems like for the Scottish independence, they're quite um, quite. Like, I'm trying to find the right word, but kind of they're really being polite in doing that. Doing that in a way, they're trying to do it in the uh, really legal way to vote and to leave the UK in that everyone can accept it way. Like in that case, for Welsh independence, uh, as I mentioned, it's more like people. Oh, I'm I'm quite happy with the idea, but it's not strong enough for me to go on the street to protest, to to march, to start to join the campaign, to start a party for this uh, at the moment. Do you think that's gonna be changing soon? Like especially when. You know, pandemic happens, and this and the Brexit deal is done, and then possibly we also will see less money than expected from the UK central government. Do you think that will kind of feed back to the independence and make it grow bigger in the next, especially next few years? Yeah. So I mean, just just firstly, just um, <clears throat> just thinking about your, your Northern Ireland point. I mean, that, mm. that's that the whole history of that country is is it's a bit of a nerdy pleasure of mine, but it's one of those things where I could I could sort of talk your head off for hours about that so I'll, I'll i'll only touch on that really briefly otherwise you'll have me on for about eight hours and you won't have any of your questions answered but i will i will just say i mean that that is a whole melting point of about sort of 800 years of of history of religion of politics of um you know sort of a situation where nobody's going to be particularly happy you are right the that even by comparison obviously wales and scotland is has been a bit more cordial and a bit more more friendly you know um but but you are you do touch on a, an important point because um I was, I was sort of speaking to somebody fairly recently and, I, and um i sort of said well whatever happens with with independence whether there's a referendum whether it, it gains more popularity or more traction i'd like to see it however the, the referendum goes i'd like to see it sort of done in a in a healthy debate you know you'll you, you'll speak to people that you know you you don't always agree with but you're a polite person you don't shut them down you don't shout to them you don't abuse them online and i think you know uh, all right twitter is is what it is for for this but i think you know, especially with brexit in this country we we've sort of seen how however you vote the internet can be a bit of a bit of a dark place you know for 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 arguments and shouting matches so i'd like to see it you know be a healthy debate and and so far it has been i I've, i'll meet people i'm sure who who won't vote for independence and there's people who who never will some people who are you know keen on the idea but they don't want to do it or some people who, who will I'm, I'm sure just think i'm an idiot but <laughs> really I, I think one of those things where as long as they're polite about it but i think it's just one of those things where it's it, you don't really get anywhere by by just sort of speaking to, to people you agree with and you don't get anywhere by just completely shutting down people i think there's there's a lot to be learned, whether it's Welsh independence or or anything else, in in hearing people out, in putting your your point across, and, and you know, and also just not being afraid to change your mind. I think these days everyone seems to be of the opinion that if you feel one way about something, there's there's no way you can possibly change it in case somebody brings it up and says, oh, you know, uh, Robin, you you liked something recently, and now you now you don't like it anymore. Do you know what? The more I I read about Welsh independence, the more I've changed my mindset. Um, I used to think it was completely ridiculous, the idea of Wales breaking from the United Kingdom, because I have this idea. I don't know what it's like for people actually who've come to the UK like yourself from, from a different country, but mm -hmm. my 
my opinion has just been, well, there's just the United Kingdom, and and you sort of can't break it up because that's how it always is. Um, you know, there's a w word in, in English called simulacrum, which just means that it's sort of an image of something, but it's it's sort of repeated so often you just think of, of it as that, and it can never change. Whereas now, what actually seems really abnormal for me is Wales being part of a, a union that just does not seem to benefit them. Um, and, and seems to sort of be so restrictive in terms of what Wales can do, um, what it has the potential to do, that that, for me, just seems a, a mad concept, especially when you look at the rest of Europe and you think, well, there's, there's not really, you know, there's, there's other small countries. <laughs> you know, Wales is a small country, there's a lot of small countries, but it doesn't mean they're, they have to just be part of three or four countries just to survive. Mm. I guess the, for independence as a concept, it really varies from from people to people. Because for some, for example, for me coming from a country that have been suffering from different types of independence from time to time, I sort of like having problems with that. If I'm talking about China as a country, because there's a lots of history, lots of stories behind that that makes me feel like I wouldn't see any kind of independence happening in my own country. But I guess for the for the UK, this discussion has been going on from time to time. Maybe it's not strong enough, but it has been going on for some time to time, and everyone seems to generally happy to have this conversation at least. And in terms of changing changing opinions, it's fine. I mean, the government is making U-turns all the time, isn't it? So I guess it's fine for you to, <laughs> for you to change your personal preference for some time. It's fine. Um, just want to challenge yeah, you a little bit. So because the conversation is going so well, so I'm going to challenge you a little bit about this because there will be... Please people, do. Uh, well, thank you. There will be people coming up uh, listening to this saying, well, Bonnie, you're saying all these things about independence, all these things about discussion having at the moment. Have you ever thought about there were any problems, any difficulties for Wales as a, one of the poorest countries Country, uh, in, within the UK or even in the U uh, in Europe, or face if there is a petite independence, if, if that happens, because lack lack of money, lack of resources, lack of um, maybe military power or anything like that. Have you ever thought about that though? Yeah, of course. You know, this was this was the probably the thing that really kept me from leaning towards independence for so long because of so many problems in Wales because. It is probably one of the poorest countries in in Europe. Um, you know, that's one of the things where you look at that and you think, well, God, you know, if, it, if it's like this now, you you don't want to sort of change it too radically. You you look at what's happening to to Britain now with the the sort of the Brexit arrangements. You know, like I say, however you voted for that, there is a period of transition which which affects a lot of people, a lot of jobs and, and things like that. Um, I don't claim to have the answers for, for Welsh independence and I certainly don't claim that it would be, you know, it's sort of on on Monday night Wales votes independence, by Tuesday everything's fantastic and everybody's high-fiving each other in the street and, you know, we're COVID-free, you know, it, there are a lot of problems and, and there are a lot of problems that wouldn't go away necessarily from, from independence. I do think just as a basic thing, um, it would certainly help if, if Wales is very, well, as you know, because because you've you've lived there for for a little while. But it's a very naturally resourceful country. So, for example, there's there's sort of billions of liters of water which we mm. give to England every year and don't charge them for. Um, uh, just as a, a starting point, I think that's something that if you look to sort of sell that to our, our European or whoever, there's money to be made there. Um, for argument's sake, I mean, it's one of those things where, where people say that Wales is too poor to uh, to be sort of independent, but actually, if you look at the, the GDP per capita, that's actually on sort of a, a similar level to a lot of European countries who are independent. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say too small, because again, there's a lot of European countries 
which are about sort of the same size as Wales and are and are independent. But yeah, look, of course, you know, there's there are a lot of problems, and and and, and do you know what? There's there's a few, um, like I say, that that sort of. I think well, actually, I wouldn't know how to fix that. <laughs> For example, like it, sort of the, the poverty rate. I, I I don't know if I knew how, I'd probably get into politics, but I I don't have a clue. Mm. But what I would say is, it's one of those things where we're already in this situation. We're already in a situation where we're sort of incredibly poor in in many areas. So it's it's a situation of what I guess what's changed for me is is instead of asking why. It really, I should sort of be asking, well, why not? No, I'm just saying it's it's a really honest conversation because I I wouldn't expect you to give me a a full list of a solution for any of the problems that could happen after the Welsh independence. If that happens, you must be somewhere in Senate. So it's it's it's, it's clearly still... <laughs> yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could. That's another conversation for another <laughs> of day. Of course, I mean, you said I I wouldn't. After all, it's me being playing the devil to challenge you uh, on this conversation. Just no, just, please, please, yeah. Just to see what you think about it. Um, but yeah, but I guess, um. We'll come back to this conversation sometime in the future from the next season, I guess, because uh, I found it really interesting to talk to um, people I know of, like uh, we're friends, we know each other, but then I suddenly found out that you have so many things to share. I guess we'll come back to this topic. I'm probably going to touch on the Scottish independence in the next season uh, of the podcast uh, as well. Um, but for now, thank you so much for your time, Bonnie. It was great having a chat with you about this topic. It's slightly, I guess it's slightly difficult for me to handle because I have little knowledge of it, but I guess you played a really important part of this episode to tell me lots of things I have never heard before, uh, before coming to the UK or even staying here for 15 or 16 months. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Thank you very much, Rob. And if you, uh, if there's anything more you want to know, uh, there's an independence in yes. your pocket pamphlet, which was very helpful for me. Um, well worth a read, whether you agree or not. At the end, I'm actually looking at the pages. It's, uh, it's the website is yes.com/independence. Then you can find that uh, little booklet for yourself. Uh, thanks, Bonnie. Uh, thank you so much for your time. This is a podcast from Diverse FI. And that's uh, my friend Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Loyal Wood, on the line having a chat with me about the Welsh independence. That's kind of the topic. I've never thought about covering my own podcast before, but I, I did. I just did. I, I love that. I love that conversation. I hope you enjoy that conversation as well. Um, more than happy to hear what you think about the independence of uh, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, um, or any other parts of the world if you're listening uh, in different parts of the world, really. Uh, more than happy to hear from you. Find us on social media, at Dab7 on there, on Twitter, and at Dab7 on Weibo. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. To find out more, check out our website, diversefm.weebly.com or email diverse.fm at foxmail.com. Until next time. This is Diverse FM.